Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast, where in each episode we present key habits you can master to study smarter, save time, and raise your LSAT score. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. In this episode, we're going to discuss the experimental section. So as of the time of this episode, the LSAT consists of four sections, three scored sections, LR, that is logical reasoning, games, and RC, reading comprehension. In addition, there is one experimental section, which can be any of those three section types, LR, games, or reading comp. So Let me say up front, ideally, when you're taking a practice test, you don't just want to do the three sections that are scored. You want to simulate the, the, your, just like the test they experience by including a fourth experimental section. Now, the reason is because the whole purpose of a practice test is to simulate testing conditions. Sitting down for three sections is one thing. Having to sit down for four sections, that's a third more of the time. That demands more endurance. I want you to be conditioned for what the situation is like on test day. And that means four sections, not three. So you want to replicate your PTs with four sections. Include that experimental. Now, a quick side note. It does take time to sit down and replicate a whole practice test. So uh, this is what I tell my students. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Ideally, and more often than not, I want you to do four sections, like I was saying just now. Um, Include the experimental in your PT. Now, if there's a day when life is just busy and you can't get all four sections done, that's fine. It happens. Uh, Try not to make it a habit. But don't not take a PT because, man, I can only do the three uh, traditional sections. So again, the ideal, four sections, including that experimental. If there's a day when things are just crazy or whatever, and the only way you could take a PT is three, that's fine. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. I'm just telling you what the ideal is. So uh, here's a very uh, important point about the experimental section that you're probably aware of, but I need to do my due diligence because a lot of you aren't going to be aware of this if you're just starting out. The reason we call, part of the reason it's experimental is it is not scored, or at least it is not part of your official score. So it's called the experimental because yes, LSAC is literally using this section to experiment on test takers. Now it's not that devious. They just want to try and see how students respond to different types of problems for potential future use. So you're not being graded on it, or at least it's not being counted as part of your score, but you've still got to endure it. So here's the thing. They're not going to tell you which section is the experimental in order to preserve the integrity of the experiment. So you can't simply say, oh, I'm going to sit this one out because I think it's the experimental. It's just not worth the risk. So treat every section like it's the real thing. Now, here are the pros and cons of this. 
again, um, you really do need to treat each section like it's the real thing. The pro is that if you include the experimental, it gives you more practice and helps you stay in the zone, helps you build up that stamina, that endurance. The con is that there's the potential fatigue factor, right? I mean, that's what we're up against. Um, you're literally spending a third more of the time you spend on the rest of the test and that includes significant mental energy for something that won't be part of your score. But here's the thing. You're still using your time and mental energy, much like a runner. We're part of this, you know, this is part of the race that doesn't count, but it still can contribute to fatigue. As a result, we need to help you maintain your stamina. So here's some good news. As frustrating as this might be, everyone is going to be in the same situation. So it's not like, oh, this is just something you have to deal with. Everyone you're competing against is in this situation. So fortune is going to favor those who prepare accordingly. Now, more not so good news is what happens uh, if that section is one that you don't particularly care for. Uh, for example, if you get exhausted on reading comprehension and that day your experimental is an extra reading comprehension, well, that's not going to be fun. Or any of the other sections, if it's games and then you get an extra game section or LR. But my point is, even if it's not your favorite section that you get an extra one of that might cause more exhaustion, if you prepare for this, you will be in a good place. It's certainly better than the alternative of not preparing for it. So again, that's why I want you to include an experimental section. Now, there are a few parts of this can be tricky, so please pay attention. Some courses replicate an ungraded experimental in their PTs. For example, PowerScore does this. If you use PowerScore's course, at least at the time of this uh, podcast episode, I'm recording this on May 8th, 2022, my understanding is that they include an experimental section in their practice test. And I, th I think they've got a regular course and then they've got one where you can just use their practice tests. So they replicate an experimental section when you take their practice tests. And just like the day of the test, they don't tell you which it is. They take a practice, what, what becomes an experimental section from an old PT that's not going to count towards your score. They bury it in there. They don't tell you which one it is. So it's just like taking the actual exam. A lot of other courses don't do this. I don't think PowerScore is the only one. I think LSAT Max might do the same thing. I'm 90% sure of it, so don't double check me on this. But some of my favorite courses, I love Seven Sage, as y'all know. I don't believe, at least you have the time of this, they do this. So you've got to include your own experimental section. So here's the thing. I'm the guy who's telling you to include an experimental section, that extra fourth section when you're taking practice tests. But I'm also warning you that as much as there are great resources out there, not all of them include an experimental section. Um, now, there are a couple of other points I want to get across. So Look, if you're taking a course that does include an experimental section, cool. They did the work for you. Again, I think PowerScore, uh, and I'm pretty sure LSAT Max, you can double check me. Um, so you're done. Just do the four sections. They're giving you one that's an experimental. They're going to tell you which it is. It won't be graded, and you're replicating the day of the test. If you're uh, taking a course that doesn't do that, that's okay. But I would encourage you to include an experimental manually. And all I, this is what I would do if I were you. Um, add an additional section. And I would actually do it. I'm not saying this is the way you have to do it. But I would recommend doing it as your first section. 
Here's why. Now, yes, you're going to know oh, this is the experimental section. Fine, right? But you always kind of know if you're manually putting it in there. The reason I recommend doing it first is it's usually going to be one of the earlier ones. Um, it is never going to be the last section. It's always going to be one of the earlier ones. I would argue the uh, least ideal situation is if it is your first section. Because if it's your first section, then you just spent, I don't know, if you're doing standard time, 35 minutes doing a whole section that's not going to count and wearing you down. No, you do get a little bit of uh, a warm-up in there. Although if you listen to my one of my earlier podcasts on warming up, you don't need an experimental to warm up. That's something different. But, you know, I just spent a whole section doing work that's not going to count. I'm going to be that much more tired every time I get into another section. I'm not saying crazy tired, right? But you're not going to be as fresh when you get into section two or three or four. And it's that fatigue is just going to increase. Again, not the end of the world. That's why I want you to prepare for it. But I would say the ideal is if you don't have a course that includes an experimental, then take an experimental of your own. Manually just grab a section from a previous PT and just do it as your first section. Then start the official counted three sections. Um, also, another thing that I want to recommend, don't just do one section. Right. Don't just do one section type, I should say. For example, right, don't just do reading comp. Don't just do LR. Alternate them because again, it could be anything that day. You could get LR, you could get reading comp, you can get games. So alternate, maybe rotate. Maybe if you're really great at a section and there are other two that you need more practice on, then maybe prioritize doing those to give yourself more practice under the under the gun or something. But my point is don't just make it one section. Now Here's another thing that you want to be careful of if you have to manually do this, and that is this. If you look at any PT, and there are a few snags here, so do, do you best to pay attention here. I know I'm, I'm just trying to be as transparent as I can to serve you well, but it's not that cut and dry. So pre-90 in terms of PTs, right? I believe PT 89 down to 10 or 1, whatever the very first one is right? One through 89. You'll notice that there are four sections in those. If you get them from um, Law Hub or some other resource, you'll notice that there are four sections. Careful. Those, that fourth section in those is not the experimental. This is really important. So again, you don't have to worry about this. Again, a disclaimer, you don't have to worry about this if you're using PowerScore or I think LSAT Max and they have an experimental simulated in their PTs for you. But if you're trying to incorporate it yourself, be careful. If you see any PTs, I think it's, you know, just the vast majority of PTs, 1 through 89, um, you're going to see four sections. That doesn't mean there's an experimental. And I know you might, you might, if you're not familiar with this, you're probably sitting there thinking, Jimmy, what are you talking about? You're telling me to do a four section. There's a four section. What are you talking about? Here's, here's the deal. Uh, Pre-pandemic, which is pre-2020, March 2020, when all of a sudden they had to scramble and, and reformat this test for people to take it home with the, the, the flex. Um, this was actually a five-section test. And uh, so when you see four sections there, those are were the official sections. If you had a student, in, anyone who took those tests when they were official, right? If it was, I don't know, June of 2016 or June of 2019 or whatnot, or January of 2019, they were, um, in December of 2019, I should say, they were um, actually taking five sections. 
The fifth was the experimental. And so what you see there, all of those sections you were graded on, and you're probably thinking, well, gee, how, why are there two LR sections? That's the other thing you'll notice. PT's 89 and under, or one through 89, as I should say, right? You're going to see that there's two LR sections and then one each of our seating games for a total of four. It doesn't mean that one of those LRs was uh, experimental. No. Back then, it wasn't that long ago, pre-2020-ish, um, the, the LSAT consisted of two LR sections, one game section, one RC section, and then a fifth experimental section that could be anything. It could be RC, it could be games, and frankly, it could be a third LR section. So, hey, here's some good news. You don't have to do five sections. If you're exhausted by all of this, not too long ago, we, when I took the LSAT, before I started teaching it, we had to do five sections, and that was tons of fun. So things got a little better, uh, depending on how you feel about it. So, but but my point for, for this is, right, I don't want you to confuse there being a fourth section and being like, oh, that's the experimental. Because, like, now, he, look, if you were to do it this way and just go through all four, uh, the, the good thing is, right, you'd be getting um, an extra section in, and so you'd be building your endurance. And that's, you know, better than the alternative, but it's not as accurate and, and, and not ideal. And here's why. You're not always going to get LR, right? Because that's based on the previous format of the test. Today, you are going to have three different sections and then one extra one that's experimental that could be anything, LR, games, RC. So, right, if you were to add that experimental all the time, it's not necessarily going to be LR. And I don't, you know, the whole point is to replicate the day of the test and you won't necessarily get LR, right? Um, the other thing is, right, if you were to grade it the traditional way and uh, LR would count for 50% of your grade the way it would then, right? Unless if you're careful about how to do that. Um, so, right, if you were to just grade those based on the scoring models that are there baked into the older tests back when that was what it was, it would count two LR sections graded, one LR, one game and one RC, and therefore RC, excuse me, LR would have be 50% of your grade. It would be disproportionate. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm more concerned about the qualitative stuff that you get out of this. But if you're trying to get a sense of things, it might distort things. There are, are, are um, different uh, converters out there. If I find any, I'll put them in the, in the show notes. Um, but bottom line, be careful about this. So sorry for going on so long, but I do think this is important and I'd rather go on long and potentially confuse you, even though it's not my goal and be accurate than not be accurate. I want to serve you properly. Um, so feel free to rewind and definitely look at the show notes. I'm going to put some information here that might lay this out. It might be easier to see in a written format than have me do this, um, you know, through sound. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Um, but here's the bottom line. If you have a course like PowerScore and I believe LSAT Max that, uh, has right. The experimental included, you're good. If you have a different course that doesn't have that, then I would encourage you to include an experimental. And like I was saying, um, I would just manually start with a, with a, a section don't always make it LR, maybe rotate or you know, maybe prioritize the ones that are more challenging for you and then begin your um, scored PT that would be three remaining sections. Um, 
I will provide some more information on how to properly do this in the show notes. But the point of this is you want to replicate what it's like the day of the exam. And I really want to emphasize this. You might sit there, <coughs> excuse me, I'm uh, traveling and I'm not feeling so well and uh, I may not be able to edit this as well as I'd like. I'll try. So you might hear my cough in this podcast, but I want to get you a weekly podcast. So I am trying. I want to serve you properly. Um, my, my point is that Right? You, you want to replicate the day of the test. And it might be frustrating. Oh, man, I had this extra third of a section. But guess what? Even if it's frustrating, even if you're tired, not thrilled about it, you will be prepared when it comes time for the test rather than have that hit you in the face the day of the test. So, And you will have an advantage over everybody else who did not simulate the experimental. So I really want to encourage you to accept Um simulate the experimental. I need to make one other point about something you might observe. PT94. Now at this point, again, May 8th, 2022, the day of this recording, it's only 90, 91, and 92. That's the farthest that's available through LSAC, unless there's nothing changed in the past few minutes or and I didn't see it. Um, so 90, 91, and 92. Those are the most recent PTs that are available. Those actually do include an experimental, at least on the Law Hub format, the Law Hub digital format. Um, so the cool thing is, you know, if you, you don't have to do anything there, right? I'm telling anyone who's not in PowerScore or I believe LSAT Max that you have to include an experimental section. But the exception is if you're doing 90, 91, or 92, then the Law Hub uh owned by LSAC is doing the right thing and including an experimental to help you properly simulate things and you're not going to know which one it is and it's not counted if you use the digital law hub format but the vast majority of <coughs> the practice exams that are available are before that right they don't have uh an experimental so if you do take 90 91 92 it's taken care of for you now one other point and this is really important Perhaps it's something I can cover another topic, a uh, topic on another episode. But I would be careful if you're doing some long-term study for the LSAT about those. I wouldn't start with those. Um, if, on the other hand, you're about to take the exam in a few weeks, I would encourage you to take nine, you know, any of them or all of them, 90 to 93. Um, but if you're doing long-term study, I would encourage you to save those as you get closer to the exam. You know, if you're six months out. <laughs> I wouldn't start with those. And the reason is because they are the most recent, especially at the time of this podcast episode, they are the um, most recent uh, exams that are available. And they are the perhaps the most accurate indication of what the exam you take will look like. And so while there's a benefit to that, I would recommend you do some earlier PTs. Um, which will not automatically have an experimental in them before you do these. It's not to say that these are a waste to do early, but I would rather you kind of hone your skills on earlier PTs. And the, it doesn't have to be crazy early. I'm not saying PT 10 or 20 necessarily or 30 or 40, right? But you know, PTs in the 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, certainly 50s and 60s, I think are good, especially when you're, you know, before you're getting closer to the exam. I mean, you could even stagger them, do you say? I tell this to my students, maybe 
50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, and then go back. 51, 56, 61, 66, 71, 76, 81, 86. You see where I'm going with this. Um, sorry for the long spiel, but again, I want to properly serve you, but it, staggering can allow you to sort of get the best of both worlds. But my bottom line is, right, if you're studying for this in the long term or even relatively long term, if you're not taking the exam in the next month, then I would avoid exhausting the, the most recent PTs, 1993. And that would mean that your PTs are not going to have an experimental in them. And so you need to replicate them, as I was explaining throughout this podcast episode. I'm going to include some information on this in the show notes. Hopefully that'll organize it a little bit better than you just hearing this. Sometimes that can be helpful. Um, but again, the idea is as much as you can, try to include an experimental. That way you're simulating the day of the test. Hope this has been helpful. Thank you. Thank you for listening. One tip to use your time with this podcast effectively. Take a look at the list of previous episodes. They're named by topic, so you can prioritize your listening based on specific areas where you need help the most. Again, I'm your host, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Please do subscribe to the LSAT Habits Podcast and share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's jdlsat.com. That's jdlsat.com.